Hello there, I'm Dr. Hacky Reitman, and you're listening to Exploring Different Brains. Hi, I'm Dr. Hacky Reitman. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Different Brains. Today we have a unique individual, Steve Keisman, who's going to tell us all about Identifor, which is great for those of us with different brains. Steve, welcome. Thank you, Hacky, and thank you for inviting me today. Now, what the heck is Identifor? Tell us. <laughs> so Identifor is the first tool of its kind in the world that uses uh, uh, gamification and big data analytics to be able to uh, get a better sense of what somebody is good at by using games <clears throat> to be able to uh, help give them some career direction. As you know, in the next 10 years, Hacky, between 500,000 and 1 million teenagers will become, with autism, will become adults uh, in that next generation. So Identifor wants to do something to transform those lost lives into fulfilling ones. So what exactly is Identifor doing? So we have a three-pronged approach, Hacky. The first part that we have is to find a career direction for somebody so that when that school bus stops coming, they have some kind of sense of a direction for them to go into. So our uh, first prong is to help get a sense of what a person is good at. And the way that we do that is with dozens and dozens of uh, uh, video games that could either be played on a PC or on somebody's phone or tablet. Um, the second part of what we do is once we have that career direction is we try to help find meaningful employment for these people by improving the discovery process for them uh, using the dashboard that's generated from our career tool. And third is once a person does get that job, we try to help them keep that job. Because what we do is we give 24-hour, seven-day support with an app that we have designed as well. So those are the three different prongs of Identifor um, to give you an understanding of what we do. Repeat the three prongs briefly again. Sure, the three prongs is to get career direction for somebody. The second is to help them find a job. And the third is to support them at the job. Because as you know, Hacky, um, our students oftentimes need more help when that school bus stops coming than less help. So it sounds counterintuitive, but we use technology to help support them. So you're supplying all three things there. Right. And, and as you've said in the past, Hacky, I've heard you speak and say that if, uh, you know, somebody is lucky enough to figure out um, what they're really good at and they really love and they can make a living at and help or make other people happy, then they're a lucky person, whether they have autism, Asperger, or, or anything, uh, um, you know, a person in general, uh, that's important thing. So how do we know if somebody, for instance, is nonverbal what they're good at? We don't know that. And oftentimes, because, our, uh, because people with autism are notoriously terrible for taking different kinds of standardized career, assessment, uh, career assessments, we don't really get a good sense of 
the areas that they're good in. So what we do in that first uh, uh, piece that I was describing, the career direction, is we look at three different factors. So kids are just playing, or young adults are just playing these very cool, engaging games. And what we look at behind the scenes is that person's executive functions, their multiple intelligences, and we also baked into that the Holland Career Code, sometimes called the Reaset Code. And those are the three dimensions that we look at, and we're able, after a person plays those games enough, we're able to unlock a dashboard. And what that does is it gives us a treasure trove of information in those areas that we're able to drill down in to see exactly what a person's strengths are rather than always focusing on their deficits or what, not, or what they're not good at. Identifor is all that our audience has to do. They go online, they Google Identifor, and it'll pop up. Okay. Yes, and they, they can either uh, you know, go online or they can go to either the Apple iTunes store or for people with Android devices, they can go to uh, the Play Store, the Google Play Store, and download this. And before I go on, Hacky, one of the things I want to make real clear, one of the things I want to make clear is that everything we do at Identifor is free. There is no charge. So um, I think that's really important for your viewers and your listeners to understand. But when you say it's free, that means anybody taking this in and going to Identifor and saying, boy, that's good for me. I want to go on there. There's no charges to them? That's correct. Yes. Uh, our founders, our co-founders, Kung Do and Lori uh, Rickles, they decided that this is something that they want to do to help the community. So um, uh, anybody who has a disability or is neuroatypical can download this, a clinician, a teacher, um, can download any of our tools for free of charge. Now, what is the, are you guys a not-for-profit 501c3? Well, we have two aspects. So we have identifor.com and we also have identifor.org, which is our foundation. So our foundation is able to sustain what we're doing at identifor.com. And Steve, how did you get into this? Yeah, that's a good question. So, Hacky, I have uh, 33 years experience with the New York City Department of Education. More than 25 of those years have been in inclusive education, specializing in school to careers. So I've done many things during that time, during my career with the New York City schools. I was a teacher, I was an administrator, um, a program design specialist, and I was also an adjunct professor in the area of special education as well. I also started the first um, independent education consultancy in the country that specialized in transition back in the last century. Um, once I left my job, I retired from my job in New York City, I began to work with a company down in your neck of the woods in Florida called Nearpod and helped them put together their platform as well. Um, I was working on another project at the time, and... Um, not only have I had this professional experience, but also I have two children with disabilities. One of them is 20 years old, um, and the other one is a grown child who's in her 30s. And um, one of the things that came to my attention is that my daughter, Melanie, who's my 20-year-old, um, was participating in a program, a recreation program on the weekend. 
And uh, one day we received a, um, an email from somebody in her group, and it turned out to be one of the co-founders of Identifor, uh, asking parents to try out this new tool to see what they thought. And I contacted him, and uh, I went down and met with him and his wife, and we had a nice conversation, and one thing led to the next. And um, I began to work for the company. So that's how I got started with Identifor, because it leverages my background in both education, in technology, as well as uh, an understanding of disabilities on a personal level as well. Do you care to share more about what um, about your uh, children and what their interests are? Sure. So one of the things that I want to tell you about is I want to tell you a little bit about Melanie. So Melanie, um, her diagnosis is microcephaly. She's my 20-year-old, and she had microcephaly way before it became the disability du jour, if you will. And she's impacted in a very significant kind of way. Um, and because of the shape of the brain, microcephaly, meaning smallness of the head, each person that has microcephaly is impacted differently. So in Melanie's case, she's a wonderful gal, but um, she's impacted in vocabulary and her cognitive abilities, etc. Um, she's in a, uh, a wonderful job exploration program in a hospital in New Jersey, and um, they pretty much just guess at what somebody is good at, like everybody does. And my wife and I got Melanie to begin using Identifor, and immediately we started to see a dashboard that came, uh, that came up about her, and it really showed the types of executive functions and multiple intelligences and other kinds of things that we said, you know what, Melanie might be somebody who would be very good at computer work, but not just data entry and not just, and certainly not programming, but something more than that. So we were able to have an IEP meeting with her school and we met with the people at the program and they put her into a, to try her in a Microsoft certification program at the hospital for all staff members. And of course, they gave her a, uh, an aid to work with her. But one day a week, she goes to this Microsoft certification program and um, she took to it like a duck takes to water. And she immediately, after two weeks there, she was able to uh, type 43 words a minute with no errors. Wow. She was also able to, um, she does my, I hate Excel. She puts my contacts into Excel and she does all wow. different kinds of things with them. I can't my use wife Excel. is a high school teacher and she does her PowerPoints and her, uh, one of her colleagues, she's even doing a newsletter for one of her colleagues. These are all things we had no clue that she had any ability or she had an affinity for. And she just, loves it. So the hospital, because of all of these experiences and the new skills that she's developing, believe it or not, she's working in the neuroscience department of the hospital, and she's really an active aid providing value to the department that she's working in, not just a mascot, not just an extra set of hands. Now, what is your specific role at Identifor? So my role is a vice president of education, and I'm a neurodiversity employment specialist. And what I do is I go around to school districts around the country, organizations around the country, and I show them how they can integrate um, how they can integrate Identifor's career tool 
into the IEP for the child. And the purpose of that is rather than having what I call jello on a plate, where we're just guessing at goals and objectives, we have specific data that is updated every week about a, uh, any of the students that have registered for Identifor so that um, the school district then can not only set goals and objectives, but to be able to see if a, um, a student is, is reaching those goals and objectives. So using backward design, we might be able to say, for instance, that this person would be a great uh, medical assistant. And using backward design, we would say, what are the details of the goals, the objectives? What are the tools that that person is going to need? What supports might they need? And work with them to bring them up to that point that they could be employable once they graduate from high school. So that's one of the roles that I have. Another role that I have is also working with um, different universities because we also do quite a bit of work with our uh, support tool in helping uh, people with autism, people on the spectrum who are attending college to be able to uh, stay on task, to keep track of all of their different, uh, um, all of the different kinds of uh, demands that they have. And I work with the different universities as well. There's also many different studies that are being done um, uh, using Identifor. I help the different universities that are doing those uh, in, in putting those studies together and to help them in different ways. Those are just a few of the things that I do. But I do want to point out, we're also working with FIU. And we'll be working with the, uh, Dade, uh, the Miami-Dade County School District. We'll be working with the um, uh, Broward County School District and with the Dan Marino Foundation. All of them have uh, committed to using Identifor as well. Oh, that's great. That's very, very encouraging. That's real close to home here. You know, I, I just wanted to also mention, Hacky, that um, the dashboard that somebody receives from uh, a student playing these different games is very valuable because not only does it give in detail the different kinds of uh, um, areas that a person is good at. But in addition to that, it gives specific career suggestions by um, using a hyperlink of the different areas a person might be good at and taking them to the ONET website. Are you familiar with ONET, Hacky? I'm ignorant. So ONET is, a, is part of the Department of Labor's attempt to describe every type of job title uh, and break it down into, into very detailed parts. And the reason that that's important is in putting together the different individualized transition plan for a student, once we're able to know all of the specific details of a career, then we're able to have, make sure that there's going to be some real um, important goals and objectives that a parent will be able to make sure is put into either an IEP or, or transition planning with a state or local agency. So this is something that we, we track the data over time to measure the progress of the student because it's not a one-off kind of, you know, this is really using some deep, deep uh, uh, data analytics and it's not a one-off kind of thing. So I wanted to make mention of that because I think it's important. The other aspect is that other prong that I was talking about before, and that's Abby, our Identifor companion. And again, 
There is no charge for Abby. And what Abby does is it helps not just independent living support for somebody, but it helps give somebody the type of assistive technology that they might need to make sure that they're reminded to do different things, for instance, to take their medication, um, what time to come back from a break at their job, um, where is their test going to be held in the university setting, all of these different things, how to manage their money with a virtual wallet, how to get someplace uh, either by public transportation or by car, or in our case, we even made sure that we have something that shows how to get someplace using an Uber, and that's baked in as well. We also have not just the weather forecast, but what clothes to wear, how to prepare for that weather. If it's raining, there'll be a reminder to bring an umbrella. So we have all of these different things that, that are pulled together and sits on the phone that a, uh, you know, on a person's smartphone to be able to give them those kinds of supports um, during their day. So I, I, I wanted to um, tell you that so that you get an understanding of how all of these pieces come together. It would seem to me, Steve, that Identifor ought to be required <laughs> everywhere. It doesn't <laughs> cost anything. Right. It's a free additional service. And what, what is blocking that? Just getting the word out? Well, I think that the, I think it has a lot to do with getting the word out. The school districts are very excited when they see this because they know how litigious the the uh, transition aspect is of the um, uh, IEP. That's really become a real big uh, sore point for many districts that are getting sued right now. And I think it's really just people finding out about this because we do have many schools that use this, and we do have um, uh, a lot of uh, clinicians and uh, organizations as well. So we're looking for some places that we could really make big impact quickly that would be state agencies, for instance, uh, Division of Vocational Rehabilitation. We're looking for more national-level kinds of places, because remember, our career tool is all um, uh, crowdsource, meaning the more people that use it and the more filtered groups we have, the more accurate our information is going to be for the people that use Identifor. Well, toward that latter point, is it strictly for people on the spectrum? No. And that, just like my daughter is not, um, uh, it was designed in a lot of our testing that we do has to be with, uh, uh, happens to be with people on the spectrum. It's for anyone with an intellectual disability or somebody without one. So for instance, I also have a son who's a, uh, an Ivy League graduated um, uh, engineer in mechanical, uh, mechanical engineering and in material science engineering. And we were able to get incredibly rich information about him as well. So we didn't know certain things. He didn't know certain things. But from playing these games, he was able to find in that dashboard information that was helpful to him. So, we, so it could be for any type of person. But we like to say that it was designed for that for the person on the spectrum. Uh, and, those are, and that's really the focus of the uh, uh, types of groups that we've started with in the beginning. 
How can our viewers and listeners at Different Brains find out more? All they need to do is go to identifor.com, sign up online. I encourage them, if they would like to speak to me directly, they can. I can be reached at steve.keisman at identifor.com. And in addition to that, I encourage them to look for us on Twitter and on Facebook to stay up with our latest developments as well. Steve, is there anything we haven't covered that you'd like to cover today? Well, I just think as an encouraging, uh, perhaps as an, a, a way of leaving it with an encouraging uh, um, factoid, I think it's important to understand that right now, more and more companies are trying to hire people on the spectrum and with other disabilities. There've been more incentives than ever before. And they also know now that there's an untapped reservoir of talent out there that they're trying to create inclusive cultures that look beyond somebody's classification or their neurological difference, or as you like to say, their different brain. And what they're trying to do now is to find the best talent without being blinded by neurological conditions that are irrelevant to the job requirement. And there's also been some uh, real impact that's coming out of uh, Washington in trying to make people hire, to motivate companies to hire people on the spectrum and also with other disabilities because they realize that these are fine workers. And I just wanted to mention something that we call the 7% solution, which is something that was passed about a year last March, I believe, but it hasn't been enforced yet. And what that is, is that's a way of saying that any company that does federal contracting work, any kind of federal contracting work at all, that has a minimum of 50 workers must have 7% of their workforce as people classified with a disability. So it hasn't been enforced yet. They're expecting that to be enforced within the next, within 2017. But I think you can get an understanding that how that could really motivate many companies to start hiring people with disabilities. Well, it's been another great episode of Exploring Different Brains, talking today with Steve Keisman of Identifor. And Steve, thank you so much for being with us today. It was a true pleasure. Thank you for having me, Heidi. For more information, visit us at differentbrains.com.